So we were talking before as we were, uh, as I was rather, sort of... Um, taking a laboratory break. Yes, taking a laboratory break. Talking about the show Fargo, which I haven't watched yet, but Jeff has started to watch. Yeah, I started watching it, and I just told Greg, oh my God, Billy Bob Thornton is playing an amazing role. And uh, I don't know. I wish we should have just saved the whole conversation, what we should have done for this. Uh, you know, it starts off, you know, kind of reprising some of the scenes from the movie. And as the series progresses, it seems like it's less and less. I expect there'll be tie-ins. And I've correct- heard that there is some, there is one episode that has at least a, a really strong tie-in to the movie. So I kind of want to rewatch mm-hmm. the movie before I go through the series. I love the movie. Yeah. One of my favorite Coen Brothers movies, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. And so you were asking me, is it more? Breaking is it more? Bad? Yeah, Breaking Bad or The Wire? Because The Wire is more about verisimilitude, right? It's more about sort of trying to to make it a lot like real life, whereas Breaking Bad is very much it's, a. It's, in that way, it's more Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um. It's also more. There's got to be another show. Pour some water, please. Absolutely. There's got to be another show that kind of... Bridges the gap? Bridges the gap. Yeah, I'm trying to think what that might be. Um, Louie? No. <laughs> um, homicide Life on the Street? <laughs> I don't know. If I think of it, I'll let you know. Okay. But yeah, it, it, it's... As Martin Freeman is the main character. He's right, the guy that yeah. played, uh, plays the main does character. Does he have a... Is it English accent or does he do American accent? American accent. Huh. Well, they're in Fargo. They're in Minnesota. Right, so, yeah. So they all... <laughs> there's a couple actors I've noticed their their Minnesotan accent comes and goes. <laughs> so there's a little bit... I, I don't know. Maybe the accent does come and go when you live in Minnesota. But uh, it's like, hey, wait a second. She didn't have any discernible accent for the last, like, four lines. And now... Well, wait, Fargo's in North Dakota. Did they ever cover that? Well, they have... They talk about the crime gang in Fargo. Mm. That's about it so far. But it's in Midgi... I guess it's sort of like... Bemidji. The Wire. Minnesota. The Wire... The, the police wire itself... Is less and less of a story each season, yeah. <laughs> so something like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, get around to watching it. It's uh, I don't think you'll regret it. I mean, it's it like I said, it's on my list. It's on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I'm. I just started watching BoJack Horseman, which is the Netflix. Okay. Uh, it, it's a Netflix. Um, Netflix animated comedy. It has among its cast Will Arnett, Amy Sedaris, Allison Brie, and Paul F. Tompkins, Pat Oswalt, among others. Uh, that's a really good cast. So far, it hasn't. I mean, I just watched episode one, so it has. Mm-hmm. It, it's it has, it's a little funny and, and clever, but it's not super great. Uh, the the idea is that the there is a cadre of people that are um, not what, what's the word I'm looking for. They're they're human like, but they're animals. Okay, hedonistic. No, no. Yeah. It, I'm thinking of 
it's kind of like personification, but it's not quite. It's anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. There you go. They're anthropomorphized animals that live in this other world with other humans. And this guy, Bojack Horseman, was on a old sitcom in the eighties, like a, uh, you know, like a Growing Pains type mm-hmm. sitcom. And now he's kind of washed up, and and but he loves watching his old sitcom that was big mm-hmm. ratings. And and that that's the story so far. Right. Okay. So, but but I've heard that it really gets good after you have a couple episodes in because it's the pathos start to come in and it really makes it into not just funny but also is there's a combination of of comedy and tragedy which is what you need. I mean, you you need to have those in equal spades mm-hmm. in order for it to really be compelling. Right. Speaking of Will Arnett, you might have seen my tweet. I was we went to North Park. And went to OTB for dinner, playing in the park. And there was a guy there with his kids. He was wearing a blue frozen banana stand shirt. <laughs> oh, cool shirt. Dude's never seen an episode of Rest Development. What? <laughs> his little daughter picked out the shirt at Target uh, <laughs> for him. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm I'm I dig kind of wearing shirts to be like, yeah, I like talking about that. Or this is mm-hmm. this shirt is an octopus shirt my parents got in Alaska, mm-hmm. and you know, some of these it's a nice shirt. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool shirt. My parents got it for me, but I do like cephalopods. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, I saw a guy with a Los Pollos Hermanos shirt, uh-huh. right? And, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I know, did I, mention to him, hey, I love break. You know, no, I, I, it's I remember, a little too mainstream still. Where you know, uh, you know, Blue's Banana Stand is kind of a little more inside baseball. Just maybe I, I I forget what it was, but I you know I've complimented people on their shirts before. It's rare, but it happens, and people have complimented me on shirts before too, uh, like my my Spock shirt. Mm-hmm. I always get compliments on that. Many moods of Spock. Yeah, many moods of Spock, and it's just a picture of the same Spock mm-hmm. with all different moods. I get lots of compliments on that, which it is very interesting to me because I mean it's it's not the funniest joke in the world to me, but hey, people love right. it. Uh, this does remind me about so the Emmys happened, <laughs> and I say that kind of derisively because they're very uh, it's kind of gross <laughs> ultimately, okay. but I saw. Jim Parsons' acceptance speech. Okay. He got it for the fourth what, time what in the row. What did he win for? Fourth time in the row for Big Bang Theory. And he he gave, I think, a very good speech. Because I really do think that the speech said to him, or, or, or was was saying a lot of things kind of underneath his breath <laughs> okay that I mean I was glad to hear somebody say it particularly someone like him which is basically in his speech he complimented all the other people who who were nominated and he said uh, you know I, I wish I could do what you do I wish I had the chance to do what you do but you know, I'm here because I'm of whatever. I'm here because of whatever, and there's no accounting for taste. What I read into that was, look, I don't deserve this. You guys know I don't deserve this. You deserve it a lot more than I do. 
I kind of hate that I have to do this, this stupid fucking minstrel show. Uh, but it makes me a lot of money. So, I mean, you see that I kind of, I kind of fucking fucked over the studios just to get a million dollars an episode because if they're making this kind of money, then I should at least get something out of it. But I don't like it any more than you do, but people seem to like it. So, I mean, I might as well, if if I'm kind of, if I'm going to put in this situation, I might as well make money off it, right? But I mean, I don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. You guys probably do. So here's to you guys. I really did appreciate that. So it shows that he has some self-awareness that he's in a shitty show. And I'm sorry everybody who likes the Big Bang Theory, but come on, it's a, it's a shitty show. And I and the weird thing is, though, I don't blame the actors on it, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a steady paycheck that pays a lot of money. I don't blame the creators because, or the writers because it's an easy paycheck that pays a lot of money and I almost and the, the people who would be most to blame is the public to eat that, that laps it up <laughs> but how can I blame them when they there's a large majority of them that like that I mean I can't blame people for liking something so I almost kind of have to be like I just have to had to have sort of a let it be attitude, right? I mean, people will like what they like. The only thing that sucks about it is that it hurts. Sh- it, it can hurt shows that I like that are put up against it. Like, for example, Community mm-hmm. sort of against it for five years, and that hurt its ability to attract other people. But it's, I mean, Community still survived <laughs> and, and has gone on to kind of flourish. So it's almost like, you know, I mean, in a way, it. It almost helped it. And also, it's not like the people who are making those shows that go up against the Big Bang Theory are not making a hell of a lot more money than, than any of us are. So, right. ultimately, ultimately, when I really delve into it, I can hate the Big Bang Theory for for its content, but I can't hate the people who either like it or make it. So what can I hate? I'm nothing. I'm, I'm forced to not hate anything. What can I do? Uh, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Anything else with the Emmys worthwhile other than Jim Parsons? Mm, no. I mean, uh, Matthew McConaughey should have won. I mean, Brian Cranston was great this season. Yes. But McConaughey was better. Oh, I watched Dallas Buyers Club this week. That was pretty good, too. Yeah. McConaughey, that, that true detective role was fan, was amazing. I mean, yeah, okay, I'll give you this. Ozymandias was the best episode of television of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Brian Cranston had an f- incredible performance. But if you take the whole of McConaughey's performance and compare it against the whole of Cranston's performance, I think McConaughey's just edges it out. I think you're right. If you look at the whole season. Yeah. But you have to enter a show, right? An episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it makes sense. Because Cranston, over the whole season, wasn't the same thing as as McConaughey. He was really, I mean, he won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club, right? Did he? I think so. I think so. I think so. so. He was really good in that. You know, have you seen it? 
No, I haven't. It's on my list. I mean, it's not a spoiler, but I mean, what it's about is he is an electrician that works in the oil field, right? Back in the mid 80s, early right. 80s. He's diagnosed with HIV. And, um, you know, it's him and a bunch of homos mm-hmm. that have HIV at that point, right? You know, and he's. he's Why very... do you use the word homos? Because of the period the film's set in. Okay. I could have said faggots for the period the film's set in. <laughs> I was setting. Uh, I, okay, I get your point, Greg. I don't think I was being racist because I was pu- I was trying to. It's not racist. I'm sorry. It's discriminatory. Discriminatory. It's... I was trying to put it in the context of how he felt in the movie in the period okay. it was set. Right. So he starts out very homophobic because he doesn't know any other straight people with HIV, and he makes friends with gay people. You know, and he does a lot of good work with buyers clubs you know bringing in you know the way the movie i don't i haven't done any fact checking on interfere on is that well that but the way the movie portrays it these buyers clubs are beating the medical establishment on cocktails Uh on on these you know cocktails that help you live the dude lived nine years you know with HIV before he died, you know, things like that. But, you know... It before was, we had a real handle on it. I mean, now yeah. HIV is, a, is like diabetes is a manageable disease. Yeah. But uh, he... Um, yeah, he starts out, you know, typical Texas electrician, roughneck type guy, you know, where, you know, he first was in denial that he had um, HIV and whatnot, you know, because it's only something that the gays get. Yeah, I see that I keep clipping on the gain yeah. there. I want to turn that little black knob I turned near you the down. top. Oh, what, this one? Yeah, turn that down a little bit. Which way? To the left. Yeah, just a little bit. You might want to give me some more gain on the slider then now. Um, and, you know, it just shows it's a really rich character. There's a lot of character development. You know, it's, it's, it's a good movie. You should check it out. Good story structure? I mean, it's based on a true story. I mean, it would have to be. I mean... Yeah, it's a good story structure. I mean, yeah. it's based on a true story, so it's not... Probably... It's not Michael Bay. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even Michael Bay knows story structure. Right? I mean, the problem with that those, those fucking luchador clowns mm-hmm. is that they... I mean, you know, like I was trying to explain to them, you get the basics of story structure and everything builds off of that. That's all you need. It's a skeleton... But if you don't have a skeleton, you're just a flopping thing on the ground. Right, right. The, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know why I, I decided to watch that movie. But I, I did, you know. I still got a couple other Oscar winners that I haven't watched yet. Yeah. I haven't watched um, 12 Years a Slave. I haven't watched Beasts of the Southern Wild. I have both of those downloaded that, you know, I should watch to become a better person type thing. But, a better person's a, a long. I mean, yeah. like, what? Think about some some of the things that have won Best Picture: Avatar, okay, Titanic, Forrest Gump, okay, Shakespeare in Love, okay, yeah. I mean, really? All right, you want to do some Amazon Anonymous? Uh, let's do it. All right, so jump over to Chrome. On that computer there. It's Alt-Tab. I know, that's what I'm trying. You're hitting Option. That's Alt. Well, I'm sorry, it's (laughs) Command-Tab. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, if you just on that browser there, just start typing AFF for affiliate, you should get the. Uh... Yes, indeed. And then my last pass is logged in, so you should. Yeah, just... I mean, I have I have your last pass on my. Well, pick the um, pick the Jeff Craft Beer Radio one, not the Jeff Jeff Beer one. And uh, so while you're trying to get logged in there, I've already gone through and picked one. Uh, I don't know. You guys didn't buy very awesome, interesting stuff this week, so I'm going to go with something that I own, or at oh, least my fuck daughter. fuck you, Jeff. Seriously. <laughs> you bought some great stuff, but nothing <laughs> awesome and interesting worth talking about Amazon Anonymous. Uh, okay, so Jeff at JeffBear.com. No, pick the Crafty Radio one. one. Okay. Click on the little asterisk and or, or do that. It's a lot easier if you click on. You get it, okay? Uh, so Disney Lego Disney Princess Ariel's Magical Kiss. Allison has this. She has lots of fun. It has a castle and a swamp tree and a rowboat with uh, Prince Eric, I think it is, and Ariel as a human. Which means she also had to buy Ariel as a mermaid in Lego. <laughs> um, and see how they do that. And, uh, yeah, she uh, she loves loves her Legos. Um, I mean, after Lego movie, right? She has the, she got the ice cream truck that you can build as either the ice cream truck or the flying, you know, micromanager destroyer type stuff. Yeah. that That's a cooler they one. They showed than... me those when, a couple weeks ago. Okay. They love those. Yeah, they like their Legos. My kids love Legos. They're crazy for Legos. Max is always buying little mini Star Wars kits. He has he has the oh what are they called? The Malvorian. It's the it's where Boba Fett's armor came from. You know, these some crazy made up name. Yeah. Uh, it's where Boba Fett's armor came from. He has a little speeder with a couple of those guys in it, you know, from the original planet. They're like commandos. He has a battle tank with some battle droids and a couple other small little Lego kits. What do you got? You got a... Sorry, somebody's messaging me. I'm, just posting, I'm responding to them. They asked me for if I could talk to them. I said, no, I'm doing the show. I said, fuck off. And they said, no, now. I said, no. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, come on, do it. Ignore uh, them. Yes. Amazon Anonymous. I'm, I'm looking at, and I first saw a uh, nude. Yeah, exactly. I saw I saw the nude case, and I was like, uh, okay, so is that some sort of case that that is almost not there? No, it's like a fucking otter box. Yeah. <laughs> It's the opposite of nude. So I don't, you know, so I'm not going to necessarily say, eh, I like that so much. You should do the Wubbanub Infant Plush Toy Pacifier Monkey. Well, what's this Taylor Technologies Test Kit Comp Chlorine? I didn't see that one. You must be doing a different search period than I am. I'm just doing an earnings search. Um, But for what period? This last month. Oh, see, I just did a month to date, or last week. So, um, I just did the standard. So September first, September fourth. I mean, this is mm. okay. Okay, so this test for chlorine does a pH test, acid and base, 
alkalinity, calcium hardness, and sinuric acid. Huh. I guess it's if you're trying to test, like, your soil and stuff. Is it for that or a pool? That... Why would you need to test for calcium hardness for a pool? So you don't get scaling and stuff, maybe? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Or it could be just for brewing, right? I mean, because if read, you... Read a review. Okay. Read a review. Good idea. Oh, Jeff with the ideas. Okay. Quick summary. Say so, Okay, this is a four, five-star review. Cut loose the pool company and their often bad advice. Well, that kind of... Yeah, says something, right? Pool. But, and the other one is DIY pool maintenance. Okay, so yeah, this is a lot to do with pools. <laughs> <laughs> Another one was great test kit, avoid Amato Industries. So <laughs> clearly there is something uh, here. So this is like sort of a do it yourself testing kit for your pool. I guess. Eh. I don't have a pool. I'm not a pool kind of guy. So. That's kind of it. All right. On you know, to... 1985 was a good year for music. Oh, God. It was such a good year for music. Tell me about some of the songs that were in 1985. Well, we can start off with one of the first number one singles of the mm-hmm. year. Which I should have clicked a little bit faster. Okay, I'll just I'll, I'll just turn it up. I'll I'll sort of play it, play that when when it starts. Why is this so quiet? Oh, it's a video. There's a there's a theatrical intro right. to the 1985 video. <laughs> oh, this is the one with Danny Aiello in it, right? This is like a virgin from Madonna. That, you know, I mentioned we should have named last week's show Like a Virgin from the dialogue from Reservoir Dogs because that beer was like, you know, we talk about how the wild beer is dead, right? And I like the title that I actually picked, right? Yeah, I like but, the title you picked more. Yeah, but I also like kind of like the idea of how, you know, Reservoir Dogs, Madonna's big dick, you know, KMF was kind of like a big dick making us feel... I really weird. don't... Don't agree with that assessment. <laughs> no, well, no. I mean, it was. I loved it. It was a great beer. It was like a virgin. No, I was not Ooh. like a virgin because well, while it was perhaps the best beer I've ever had, like a if I had never like had beer, then I don't know if I would have really liked it. Next to my yeah. All right. So no, I, I don't agree with that assessment at all. Okay. The Wild Beer is Not Dead. The Wild Beer is Not Dead, I liked a lot. I liked that title. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you approve. All right. Um, oh, stop. <laughs> oh, we're doing a, we're doing a commercial now? <laughs> it's the peril- hey, go to craftbeerradio.com. Oh, yeah, so- the peril of the back button. <laughs> <laughs> Where did my Wikipedia page go? There it is. Um, yeah, that computer's pretty slow. Here's a good one we can sing. I think we can dig this one. All right. We'll get to the really good ones. But 
got to be entertaining here. So, well, I mean, this is a little. I, I don't song know if, from... if people necessarily like to have the song along with it. I think they like just oh. our singing. Oh, because the times we failed to patch the music in. Yeah. Oh God, really? Choose life, everybody. Do, 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 this was do, the. Do, uh... I had a. I had. I remember I had a um, guitar. When I was a kid, that had this as the demo. This was the song that was the demo song that played. This is the number three song in 1985. Wow. Now, I was saying to Jeff before the show started that that 1985 was probably a good year for music. And then we went over the songs, and it was. It was a good year for music. I mean, there were lots of bad songs, too, but there were lots of, like, iconic songs, Mm -hmm. too. So, yeah, so this is Wham!, Right, and this is George Michael before everybody realized he was gay. For some reason, they didn't see this video and realize he was gay. But you know, that's sort of the, like I said, a thing of the times. Wake me up before you go go. All right, so here's one of the better songs from. Uh, oh, I left YouTube for some reason. Suck. <laughs> Oh, everyone knows this song. Little Tears for Fears. Everybody. Everybody wants this to rule was, the world. This is the number seven song of 1985. A great song, I think. I, I, I like Tears for Fears as a band. I, I think they, or at least the songs I remember from them were good songs. Or at least memorable songs. I don't know. I don't I mean, know enough lyrics here to sing along, though. Except for the refrain. Welcome to your life. There we go. Something, some. There's no turning back. Yeah, that's. Oh, if only there was a tool to pull up lyrics. Huh? <laughs> Who needs that? Passing all your of the lyrics here in three seconds. Everybody wants to rule. Alright, what's, uh-huh. what's next? It's my own design. design. <laughs> you missed that a little bit. It's my own remorse. Help wow, you were toned to up I should sing falsetto on better. Most of freedom and of pleasure. Nothing ever lasts forever. Everybody wants to rule the world. And for the light won't find you. Wow, you're off. I mean, I'm not saying I'm on, but I'm like a half tone off. When they do, I'll be behind you. So glad we've all. Alright, what's next? Okay, let's not kill everybody. Yeah, I told you I can't sing. You really can't. I, I can. I can. He- I mean, I'm not tone deaf. Um, can you hear how off you are? Yes. Okay. All right. Then. Then. I can then hear how off I am. I just can't make my vocal cords mm. do the right thing. I don't have the practice. I never took. Ooh, you just put a lot of water on your phone. Fortunately, I have a case, and it just went on the the top. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot of water. Um. All right. No, I realize how bad that is, and I'm kind of surprised my voice doesn't do better. It's mm-hmm. just, I've never practiced. I guess really. that's true. I mean, because I, I, I was in musical theater when I was a kid, so, like, 
I had to kind of hit oh, the here. notes. You pick. Oh, well, I guess we got to do this one, huh? Well, well, Foreigner. I mean, come on. I want to know what love is. I mean, come on. Okay. If that's what you want. That's well, let's do the songs everybody you recognizes. You number so we don't spoil it. Sorry. <laughs> I want to know what love is. I want you to... Some I think it's I, I want you to love me I think <laughs> Wow Here come the lyrics Alright Let's go to the refrain Because that's the real part That everyone knows Because I mean Come on This this nonsense is ridiculous Wow Look at that dude With his fucking curly hair We should be close to the refrain now I would hope No, we're now on now this mountain. Now this mountain I must climb. Wow, look at how long it takes to get through. There's been heartache and pain. I don't know if I can face it again. Jesus, stop. Just stop. Can't stop You're me killing now. people. You are traveled so far. At the very least, you're the hurting people. The Wow. Let me do it. Let me do this part. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Show me. I want to feel what love is. I know you can show me Yeah Love Show me your love I'm fine <laughs> I'm gonna take a little time Alright so what's next? A little time to look around me I could do William Shatner's version of it I could Yeah you it. could You could That is true You could probably do that very well I think you'd actually be really good at doing that I've got nowhere left to hide It looks like love has finally found me. Really, I think anybody can do that. Just have to read it in some <laughs> very tenses and tones. I just kind of all you have to do. I didn't say that I was doing anything special. No, unique. no, I, and and I didn't mean to suggest that 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 either or was bad. All right, so Shaka Khan, I feel for you. Jeez, what the hell is that? What number are we on? Uh, out of touch. What's that? Oh, I know that song, but I'm trying to remember what that. That goes. Where are you? You're looking? out of touch. Or something oh, like that. up here. Okay. Uh, oh well, I can't. Come on. We've done it on the show before, but it's a great song. Which one? Number eight. Okay. I, I hope this is good post-show material. Uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> There's probably not going to be much else. If 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 you're listening to this, then you you probably enjoy it. If not. Seriously, I mean, come on. All right, so probably, like get I your, said to Jeff, get your air guitar out. Yeah, probably the best song ever to feature the lyric, feature the word "faggot" in it. <laughs> He's a millionaire, man. Yeah, he's a fucking millionaire. Oh, what a great song! Get your guitar out, man. Right there. Oh man. Great video too. Dire Straits, money for nothing. Here we go. 
We should find the karaoke version. We can just riff on it. Oh, I love it. I would love it. That, that's the way you do it. You, you play, play the guitar, guitar on the MTV. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. No, that ain't working. That's the way you do it. Let, Let me, me tell, tell you, them guys ain't dumb. Maybe, Maybe get a blister on your little finger. Maybe get a blister on your thumb. Gotta lose these microwave ovens. Custom kitchen deliveries. We gotta move these refrigerators. We gotta move these color TVs. See you. Yeah. <laughs> Getting anxious. I want to say faggot, man. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> See, they, they cut out that, that verse in, the, in this version. The verses. See that little faggot with oh, the, the earring. The and, yeah, and the oh. makeup. Yeah, buddy. That's his own hair. Learn to play the guitar. Alright, so what's next? I should have learned to play them drums. Alright, well, we got some Madonna that I don't want to sing. Oh, wow, what a song. Oh, this man. This one? Yeah. I I love this song. Yeah, and the video is great, too. The video is, is. I'm not sure I know the video. Oh, you've seen the video. Okay, simple drums. Oh, you might know it from now. You'll definitely know it when you hear the synthesizers played it. There it is. I don't think there's a song that's that, that's more synonymous with the 80s. Maybe like Axel F, but that... <laughs> no, I think this song beats it, man. I think this is it. Talking away. I don't know what I'm to say. I'll say it anyway. anyway. Today isn't day to find you staying away. I'll, I'll be coming, coming for your love. love. Okay. okay, take on me. Take on me. I'll be gone. Anyway. So you don't remember the video for this? Where, where, where it, it's oh, the, the sketches. Yeah, the it's the sketches okay, that yeah. turn to life. Right. And yeah, I, I mean, come sure. on. This is a... This was a huge video. Have we played out this uh, shtick yet, or do we want to do another song? <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm game for more. All right, as long as they're good songs. <laughs> How about oh some huge God! So news? so we built this city. Is I'm not going to play that. I'm not going to let you play that song. Uh, Huey Lewis and News: The Power of Love. So I get I so yeah, 1985 must be the year that um, Back to the Future came out. Uh. Oh, play. Oh, number 16. Number 16. Great song. Possibly because the movie it's associated with is so great. Uh, 
Breakfast Club, right? Yes. Right here, come. Just pull the lyrics up. I can name that song in three notes. I like how the lyrics have the ooh. Yes. Won't you come and see about me? You're alone. Dancing, you know it, baby. Tell me your troubles and doubts. Giving me everything inside it. Wow, yeah, hell yeah. That's strange. Give me so everything inside. Let out. I think ten to things that we are working on. Still suck. May pull us apart. When the lights get into your like What? Don't, don't you forget about me. Don't, 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 don't you forget about me. Alright. You stand up. Wow. Okay, so yeah, worst song that I remembered. Alright, um. (laughs) Oh, Cherish. Remember that song? Yeah, I remember that song. Why don't I pull it up? You said it out loud. Cherish the thought. Do, 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 do. Come on, wow. All these songs, I'm like, I'm remembering it. It's, it's just like coming back to me like a flood. <laughs> uh, of course, it starts with the ridiculous nonsense. Wow, there's like, a, what are they playing on the beach? Yeah, they are. They are playing there's on the like beach. a tiki nice torch. And there's a oh, and the kid's like, "Hey, there's a hot girl in there." And then there's, "Hey, I found the hot girl. I'm gonna talk to her. Thanks, kid." And just walking there all in white on the beach. Uh, that's not a good idea because you're just gonna get covered with sand and it's gonna get gross. Nice watch, though. A little thin, but I mean, I think it's probably a nice watch. What do you think about the iWatch? Do we even know what it's going to look like? No, I, I mean, seeing, like lots of different the, pictures. There's, there's, there's stuff to talk about with the iPhone. I'm glad you mentioned that because. Oh, <laughs> and that was like that was a lot of <laughs> white like people, a... and now there's a white person <laughs> on a white like, horse. Well, there was a dude who was like a a, a, a cardinal or something. Yeah, they're like it's like okay, we're getting married. So uh, the, the thing is, they're both black people. And then they're just inviting a whole bunch of white people to their party. And it's not just it's, the priest, it's like a... It's fu- It's like a cadre. It's like they have the black people in the band, and then just a whole bunch of white people. Look all the people sitting there. God, I mean, they're all white. What? Who there's, directed there's, this video? There's Colonel Sanders drawing a little caricature. And... Okay, so that, that, those are guys in the band, though, right? I don't know. I guess. So there are some black people in the video. Okay, so that... At least... But, but there are a lot of white people. A lot more white people than there needs to be. Okay. Oh, the heated. Oh my God, number nineteen. Oh. Right. And also number eighteen too. But I mean, there were wow, so many iconic songs that we remember. <laughs> They're probably of the right age to really. God, they all start with some stupid shit too. <laughs> 
all these videos. Oh, but number 21. Number 21, my friend. <laughs> I don't like that song. At you all. don't like that uh, song? It's such a. <laughs> Remember this song? It's, it's on, on the, the street. street. I never. Is it, was this another um, it's a Axel movie. Foley song? I don't know. This is Glenn Fry. What movie was this thing for? I, I, I think it was 48 Hours, right? Or, or, or Beverly Hills Cop or something? Oh, 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 oh. See, that's Eddie Murphy movie, right? That's definitely Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's 48 Hours. Yeah, I don't like this song at all. Look at how hipster they were in fucking 1985. Let it all out. It's like these are the things I could do without. This is like the shitty song that spawned all Radiohead songs. I'm talking to you. Come on. Shout, shout, let it all. These are the things I could do without. Come on. I'm talking to you. Come on. How many times have I wanted to yell this to Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, now we're in the 30s. Lawless songs are iconic. Um, <laughs> no, no. Okay, well, I guess if you did this song, then I have to listen to this one. <laughs> Greg, I hate Shout as much as Greg hates this song. Oh, Holy God. cow, there's like... Wow. It's over a minute to really get started. This song is sucks. But anything by Phil Collins sucks, so I'm not really... This song... Make can you name, can you give me a how... song where Phil Collins is good? I can't. I don't, I don't like this. I just had to play because you hate it. <laughs> this is one of those songs... Look at that fucking bearded douchebag in the back. <laughs> this is one of those songs... Remember me talking about driving places as a kid in the car uh-huh. and getting... The car sick backseat and then yeah. associating it to music. This is one of those car sick songs. Yeah, the, the, this is that's exactly what happened with the Beatles, right? So mm-hmm. I had the unfortunate reality of hating the Beatles because I associate them with car sickness. All right, what's next on the on the list? What, what else? Is on the, the list, list is getting kind of bare. There were there were other ones that you mentioned. You were like, I didn't know this. And oh, was like, so these are the top songs of the year. We can go yeah. back to the uh, number one hits of the year. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> it's filling up the air. That's all. Jeff is looking for certain things, and I am I going to cast over there. But let's see what. Oh, yeah. I have the URL cached in my browser over there. Over here, I'm not getting it. Let's see. Uh, come on. Is it in the... Um... Actually, the tab's probably still up. It, or if not, if you just start searching in the URL bar about billboard number one. Okay. Here, I think I found it. 
Yeah, I got the page. All right. All right. 1985. We started off with Like a Virgin. We went to I Want to Know What Love Is from Foreigner. I want to know what love is. Careless Whisper by Wham featuring George Michael. Uh-huh. We got We Can't Fight This Feeling from Ario's B. Wagon. One More Night from Mr. Phil, Sir Phil Collins. Deep, no, that's not. Is that the song? Because um, that, that's... um. Well, you know what? If only we had a tool to show play the music for us. Now I'm thinking of that song from uh, that's not REO Speedwagon. I'm thinking of uh, the song from Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Ooga chaka, ooga ooga. I can't stop this feeling. Yeah, that stopped it, yeah. From deep inside of me. <clears throat> Is that a naked chick? No, it's a baby in a diaper. Oh. Oh my god. No, don't hit the baby. Oh my god, we're gonna hit the baby. feeling anymore. Any longer. What the hell did the baby have to do? I don't know this song. You don't know this? No. You're in for a treat, my friend. Crank it up. With the lyrics, too. We can watch the video. I just want to watch the video. I mean, I made a good choice, I think, by not listening to Oreo Speedwagon songs. Pretty clearly. <laughs> oh, the baby's older now. He's oh, like, and now he's like looking under the bed and there's like this fucking light bulb under the bed. He's like, oh my god. And now they're like, there are the teddy bears and shit being sucked into a black hole. <laughs> a white hole. Well. Yeah. And look at his fucking hair. And, and now there's, there's <laughs> sperm <laughs> dropping from the ground. I, I don't know what the fuck is Freckles! We got freckles! I never heard this song before. Seriously. No? no? I mean, I, I may have heard this song before. I don't, I don't Wait, recognize this song frame. at all. Can't fight this now there are people with static heads. Woo! <laughs> crazy! No, I've never heard this song, or I don't recognize this song at all. To the shore. Nice shirt, douchebag. That looks like the shirt's from the Apple I know, catalog. it's fucking ridiculous. Look, these guys don't look like they're into it at all, either. I mean, they look like, okay, this is the 80th time we're doing it. Which is the, I mean, they're doing the video, so it is the 80th time they're doing it, but they don't look at all like they're into it look at the bass player oh look at that dude oh Porn I'm on stash. I'm on the piano I'm on the piano and I'm just gonna oh there's a credit oh. cards flying through space I bet you this thing won awards for artistic something or another nice hair douchebag so you need to watch the video for I Can't Fight This Feeling because wow. it's it's 80s hey we have some oh my god, now now he's a banker and he's talking to Victoria Jackson and he's giving her a white rose and it's, it opened! Oh my god! Wow! Hey, we have this new thing called video composting. Let's use it in a video. This is... Compos- compositing, compositing, I mean. This is... Oh my god, this is more 80s than I can imagine. This is like... 
This is like overdosing on. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Them turning into a line. Of, oh god, that was like that was like Journey on steroids. <laughs> I love the piano player. Yeah, I'm a drummer. What the fuck? I just keep the beat. I, love- I do the same thing no matter what band I'm in. <laughs> Who, who directed this piece of shit? I can't believe you don't recognize this. Song. I don't. I don't know this song. I but I don't. I, I don't like adult contemporary or whatever this, this is called. Started fighting for. Is that a weed plant? So look at that fucking boat. There's See, a lot the, of sails yeah, on it. And now the tree's like dead, and the kid's gone. And now oh, it's winter. Time, it's winter. He's, an old man. Oh, he's an old man. Everyone's dead. But hey, I'm still alive. So fuck and, it. The, and the ship is sailing. Did you see that? The no. Ship was sailing. Oh, you missed God. it. The ship was sailing. Oh, the metaphors. <laughs> watch, watch, watch. It's winter time, uh-huh. and the ship starts sailing. Oh my God! The ship is sailing. Oh my God. The, the person who directed this video is a 16-year-old art school student. I, 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 I'm going to put the most obvious shit in my video. Wow. I can't fight this feeling. Greg, I can't fight this feeling. Oh, now mm. you're Christopher Lloyd and We've Marty. Should do this one. Marty. Suck my dick, Marty. Look at my balls. And that was Ario Speedwagons. I can't find it. Wow. That video is incredible. You're welcome. That video is incredible. I can't believe how 80s that was. Oh, my God. Everyone has to watch that video and, (laughs) and, and send us a book report or send us a video report via email and we can compile the best ones because come on. Come the fuck on. That was some kind of ridiculous, nonsensical brilliance there in terms of its awfulness. And I need to have people report on it. All right, what's next? Jeff is now typing in something. I don't know what he's typing in. Why aren't you going with 1985? Why are you doing I, that? I don't know. I just thought, you know, that was kind of fun critiquing a crazy-ass 80s video, right? Well, yeah, but let's keep up with okay. 1985. Because, again, I mean, Here, all insults to, to Aria Speedwagon I, keeping I, I, on. But I must, that's before people understood how to make videos. I must use the lavatory. Do all you right. want to pause? Do you want to peruse this list on I, the I, air? We should pause. Let's okay. pause. I could use the lavatory yeah, as Use well. the pause button, not the stop button. All right, we're back. <laughs> After. We just had a, a very deep conversation about the our trophy case. Yeah, my you know, which is beside behind the bar, beside the fridge. There's two shelves which hold probably about sixteen bottles or so, and those are kind. Of, that's kind of like the trophy case, like some yeah. of the best beers. I would say there's had. more than sixteen there, right there on, on the shelves. There on the on shelves? the shelves is probably about sixteen, but then there are, there's above your bar which has about eight. Mm-hmm. And then on your windowsill, window which windows. has a, about ten, probably. Yeah. And so Greg was kind of talking about like he, he noticed that the KMF was on the top shelf, right next to the Utopias, as you know, as a prime trophy. He wanted to know what got bumped. I moved. 
I had previously moved local two, Brooklyn local two, over to the windowsill, and then I threw out something that was kind of just taking a place yeah. on the windowsill. I can't remember what it was still, and I, I don't know, now that Greg made me think about it, I, I I put the local two back on the shelf, mostly because of the um, I had local one up there. And local, the one and two it's is very symmetry, nice pack, really. very nice package. Yeah. It's a very nice symmetry. So I moved the Schlafly Imperial Stout to the windowsill, which I'm sure it was good, but I, it's mostly on the shelf because it came in a box, and I don't recall it. So. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of beers out there that we really don't recall, which was you know because I, I was looking at that like okay, so you have these amazing beers and you put one up there because it's an amazing beer, but then these other ones are not on that same level. So I was kind of wondering because I look at that and my ADD says, well, there has to be reason. And it, the reason is more aesthetic than it is. Well, I mean, it's a blend of beer quality and an aesthetic, you yeah. know, good label, good package. There's one thing I don't understand is aesthetics. I, I'm terrible. Well, like, you know, the, the probably the least worthy beer on the top shelf is that one in the metal tin, the Burge Zot, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I was really trying to rank on the shelf, I would move it, but I'm not yeah. too worried about. Yeah, and you know, and, and pointing out that on on the on one of on the top shelf is Bilk, which is not a great beer by any means, but it's it it's a special, a special beer. beer. Yeah, yeah, it's a special yeah. beer. So, all right, let's go back to the to the songs. Here back right to now. the music. Back to something more important. Okay. Um. Oh, what was number forty three? I didn't know Survivor had another song other than didn't they do Eye of the Tiger? Yes. So I, wanna... I, don't, uh, I don't want to hear it. Let's go back to to the to the Wikipedia thing that was oh. the length of, of of the top songs because because that's where number one songs yeah. yeah. Um, oh God, that song! Phil, another Phil Collins song. <laughs> one more night. One more night. Okay, well we should play the song after that. Because that's a, I mean, if nothing else, a cultural touchstone. The suspense is maddening. I know. I I bet you guys can't wait for us to sing this song to you. Because you can't wait, we're going to make you wait. As Jeff Did you see there was a version of this for Haiti? Really? We're going to have to see who is singing that song. Why? Why would you start with the fanfare for this Be, song? Because that's how that was. Everything was presented. I mean that that's that's so wow. This is so eighty-five. When the world must come together as one, there are people dying. And it's time to lend a hand to life, the greatest gift of all. We can't go on pretending, day by day, that someone, someone will make a change. You know love is all we need Sing it with me, Jeff The world 
We are the children. We are the ones who make a better day. So let's all give. There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own lives. And to make a better day for you and me. No, we don't. Alright, so this is basically give money to Africa because because that won't be abused. So they know that someone Willie Nelson. You should look at the comedy Bang Bang We Are the World. It's great. <laughs> so let's see about this Haiti one. We are the world twenty five for Haiti. Who do we got? Oh. Jimmy Fox. Was it amazing? I really like the the wine in the background of this because it really helps. This, the, the 60 hertz yeah. wine? Yeah. yeah. You're in a fucking studio. Why don't you have filters on your AC? Right, who cares? Well, look, at the, look up the comedy Bang Bang version of We Are the World. Oh, Justin Bieber, fuck this. No, no, fuck this. Dude, stop. hold on, stop. hold on, just no. hold on. Nothing with Justin Bieber on it can, can, no. Hold no. on, no. stop. I want to see how shitty this is. No. That's uh, Selena Gomez, right? And... I refuse. Oh, you did, you soundboarded me. You soundboarded me, you motherfucker. The one time. You motherfucker, you have absolute control. I have power and I'm going to use it. <laughs> That's, that's him. That <laughs> <laughs> was uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, we're having a good time. Do you want some other beer? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go get another beer. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it. Oh, wait, you have to open this. Oh no, oh. I don't. I'm not allowed. <laughs> All right. All right. So yeah, look up the comedy bang bang version of the other world. Yeah, it started. Rolling? Okay. Do you want me to put that on? Yeah. Okay. Because there's some great comedians in there. I love when I love the breakdown too. Comedy bang bang, we we w e. My hands are not on the keys. Give me your glass. Do they know it's Christmas? Uh, maybe it's either it's Christmas. Because one of was We Are the World, but it's probably doing it was Christmas. They do a great song, great job with that though. Is this it, that was a sort of British version, British song. So, okay, Jimmy Pardo, Paul Tompkins. There's no need to be afraid. It's Christmas time. Some kind of wig. Not sure who that is. Brick Sofa. Tig Notaro. Rob Hubel. Like Furman, Patton Oswalt. 
wait for a minute again. Jimmy Pardo. Scott Aukerman and Brian Bussain. Garfunkel and Oates. Amy Mann. Chris Hardwick. <laughs> he just had to put on his 1980s uh, sing benefit singer face, doesn't he? Paul Shear. <laughs> Doug Benson. <laughs> Marilyn Rashab. Paul Shear and Jinday and Raphael. Weird Al. John Daly and Brett Kelman. Howard Kramer. Why do they refuse to tell us? Are they haters? Are they jealous? Maybe we should go and see them. Bet they'll talk after some beatings. Then they'll stop keeping it secret. Peace, love, food, Jesus. Feed the world. Feed the world. Tasha Legera. She do it till it's not funny, then one more time when it's funny again. <laughs> Hard and firm. Jagger is blowing me right now, as played by Ed Helms. Hello, Merry Christmas then, isn't it? How do you bang bang? You speak of comedy death ray. It's a long story. Alright, so back to the 85. <laughs> now, what was the... It was oh. a Wikipedia list that we were looking at, right? Because... Yeah, these are the numbers. Oh, what was... Um, number... Okay. Right. There was one that you were like, what is that song? 
And no, it's just further down, I think. So that one, that one. <laughs> What's this one? Do you know this one? I No, I don't. Let's see what it is. Oh, Sheila from Ready for the World. I do, I do love November 9th song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. How can you not love that? That was the number one song, too. It's amazing. We'll play that in a second. So, so what is this one? Oh, this Sheila, Ready from... for the World. So this must be Sheila E. I don't know. I like the drum machine. I don't know. The hell is this? They're all in white suits. It's getting funky, though. It is kind of funky. This isn't bad, this beer, by the way. I like mosaic hops, though. I know this song. Oh, oh, Sheila. Yeah, I know this song. The synchronized sidestep. Yeah, hell yeah. This is a better directed video than, than the other one I watched. Jesus Christ, that was terrible. The Ario Speedwagon mm-hmm. one was like like a journey one on acid. It was terrible. <laughs> I, I recognize this song, sure. Yeah, I do now too. Not a very good song. Hey, it made number one, man. Yeah, lots of songs made number one. <laughs> okay, uh, so we did Aha. Did we do this? One? Oh yeah. no, th- it was. Uh, was that one the one? Yeah, we did Take on Me, right? No, yeah. but the one after it. Oh. No, 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 we, we haven't done that one. Do you want to? No, uh, but November 9th, you got to do that song. <laughs> November rain. <laughs> That's my never rain solo. <laughs> Recognize this? Oh yeah. Give it a second to, to roll in here. I have two and a half words for you. G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> wow, it really takes a while to get started, doesn't it? It does. I don't want to miss the... Uh... There we go. This is back where they could spend two minutes and 22 seconds intro a TV no show. No kidding. No, it couldn't have. They couldn't have done this in the intro because they they got to the to the thing really quickly. Here's where it started. No, wow. There's a lot of. Oh my God! Listen to that. The the horrible synthetic horn. Where's the where's the theme song? I would recognize where it, when it hits. Well, keep playing it because I want I want to hear when it hits. <laughs> We're halfway through. I know that's, that's <laughs> the crazy part about it. How long is the song in total? 
222. Here it is. I never really watched Miami Vice, so I'm not too... Neither did I, but I knew about it. You know, it was one of those things where... A friend of mine. I was aware of My it. best friend in elementary school knew a lot more. I presume he watched it. He knew a lot more about Crockett and Tubbs than I did. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even see the, the movie, the Michael Mann movie, because Michael Mann wrote the original, like, treatment, I believe. Right? Or he was the... He was the person behind the... Executive producer, executive producer of Miami Vice, I believe. Here's Crockett's team. Um, let's not do that. Let's not go into that that rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm going to talk about rabbit hole. You don't want to know what Crockett's team was? So Crockett was the white guy and Tubbs the black guy? No, I think Crockett was the black guy. I don't know, maybe... I don't know. Like I said, I never really watched yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. There, there, there was a song that got me into feminism, or, or not several. Oh, was it? Oh, well, there's well, there's the December seventh and fourteenth song, <laughs> which you you didn't recognize at first, and as soon as I started singing, you're like, oh, oh God. God, not that song. It was like, yep, yeah. that song. You take me on your broken wings. <laughs> <laughs> this was a song too. This was a song. This ended out the year. Oh, okay. Christmas, tw- nineteen eighty-five. You were rocking your socks off to some Lionel. Oh, Richie. I, I was. I'm sure I was. Say you, say me, something or something. Saying, saying, saying me and you and me. Say you, say me. Say me, baby. Say it together. Naturally. Okay, this is terrible. Yeah? This whole segment of the post show has been terrible. Look, listen to the, 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 to the musician. The, the way in which this song is composed, it's awful. Everything about it is awful. Did you hear that? <laughs> was a masquerade, and from behind the walls of doubt, a voice was crying out. Say you, say me. As we go down life's lonesome highway, singing from a Shatner seems the hardest thing to do is to find a friend or two. A helping hand, someone who understands that when you feel you've lost your way, you've lost someone there is to say, I'll show you. Let me do the lyric closer. 
Say you. Say me. Say it for always. That's the way it should be. Say you. Say me. Say it together. Naturally. Whoa. What the fuck happened? Because the whole world has got you dancing. Dancing? Right. I'm telling you. We, just, we entered a new song. What the hell happened? You are a shining star. Oh, okay, uh, that new song is over. Back to the shitty song. Jesus. What the hell was that? That is the way it should mm. be. That was so special. I like that the video just has a Lionel Richie like looking at us, judging us. <laughs> That's the way he's looking at us, like "fuck you." <laughs> you white douchebags, fuck you. You and your Christopher Walken version of yeah, my song. Yeah, up your ass. Yeah, suck it. I've got millions of dollars. What do you got? <laughs> Fucking bitches! <laughs> that's exactly what. That's exactly the way he's looking at us, like fucking Ice Cube with the glass. Like fuck you. <laughs> and he's probably right too. All right. Speaking of Ice Cube, mm-hmm. Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh yeah. <laughs> the scene. <laughs> the scene where they find out that um, Schmidt had fucked Ice Cube's daughter, <laughs> and Channing was spoilers. Channing was running around like, you high five, Schmidt, fucking your I love the scene where, I mean, it, it was silly, but I love where, the, you know, they introduce, wow, this is really much more impressive. And look at, the, he has his own room. It's like a, it's like an ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hiccups. The 22 Jump Street was really brilliant because it, it took the whole idea of making a sequel and just <clears throat> shit on it the entire movie. Do the exact same thing, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was so meta about it that I love I love that. I love the... I think the, the thing that tickled me the most was the chase through the science lab or the robotics lab. <laughs> <laughs> All they really did was reference it. But they just said, wow, that was really, there's some really expensive stuff in there. <laughs> Damn it. <clears throat> we'll just play a sound bed while we're uh, talking about whatever. Mm. Okay. Oh, there's a nice another intro. What was the, what was the song that got me into feminism? It was something like, oh, <sighs> Oh, there she was walking down the street, right? That, the, oh, do what did he did he? Yes, yeah. There she was, just, just walking, walking down, down the street, singing do what did he did it. Did she look good? Look good. Look fine. Look fine. Look good. Look fine. I don't know. Yeah, that's that song. When when Jeff mentioned, I was like, God, that that's so backwards and it's such a horrible view of women i mean 
I realize that I'm being somewhat hypocritical in the fact that I, I looked at you know all those women naked pictures, but that was that was for science. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, the way in which women are treated in culture is terrible. I mean, I I am a feminist in this sense, in 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 that I totally agree with. <laughs> wow! <laughs> One of the worst songs ever. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It I had, is I had this terrible. I had this vinyl album. What? Well, I mean, Starship isn't a terrible <clears throat> band, but this song is like the worst kind of corporate bullshit song ever. I'm not sure how I really came upon it. It was like right when I Can was. You put on at least a decent song. To, to to bet over the fuck of feminism. I really don't want this. I, I don't want the, our, our talk of an important subject to have this fucking song under it. Because okay. Jesus Christ, <laughs> no. I search YouTube for feminist song. Which one would you like? No, just do a song from '85 that was good. <laughs> okay. Do they take on me or so? I mean, I don't care. It's as long as it was a good song. I think we played all the good ones, didn't we? Play them again. Ooh. I wish my hiccups would go away. Um, let's play "Take on Me" again. Ooh. All right. So, my my issue. Is that I mean I I really do completely agree with with the feminists on pretty much everything they they have to say. I think that 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 women are uh, in the way that society pictures them, they're sort of made into these objects. And while I also think that you know you can't just blame one person, you can't blame any one solo, you can't blame do what did he do dum did he do for 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 being, you know, anti-feminist, but you can blame a culture for sort of enabling that whole thing to happen. The whole idea that, oh, there's this girl walking down the street, she's just saying some fucking bullshit, I don't care what she says, but she looks good, so I just want to fuck her. That's kind of the concept behind the song, and that's the concept behind a lot of the way that, that the culture treats women. I really think that that's wrong, and I, I totally agree with feminists that that kind of thing needs to change. And it it needs to change in a strong way because, again, the individual things aren't as important as sort of the major cultural impact of it all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I, I don't have a strong stance on on this whole thing. I mean, obviously, pro-equality, right? Yes. Uh there's no reason that women should be making less money than men for the same reason. I remember reading, was it, no, it was John Oliver was talking about, no, oh, Fox is saying that in, in some positions, women only make 2% less than men. Oh, wait a minute, that's inequality. <laughs> Doesn't matter, I mean, right. come on, that's still inequality. Just because, so saying, oh, it's small doesn't mean it's not fucking unequal. Right. I mean, I, I agree with you. How do I sound this out? Sound like an asshole? 
probably can't. Make it sound like an asshole, and then we'll we'll. It's a it's your first draft, right? We'll, right. It is a first draft. Yeah. So while I am for you know the whole, it's such a such a uh, catchphrase, but you know equal pay for equal work type thing, right? There's part of your pay is your experience, right? If you're going to take five years off or something like that to raise children, you're, you're losing experience in the workplace, right? Okay. Well, aren't you? I mean, you're losing... Yes, if you do that. If you, Yes, if you do that. So, I'm not saying it's an easy thing, right? I mean, I'm, a husband could take off time to raise the children as well. Yes. Right. It's, so, yeah, I mean, it, for, for women who don't waste precious years of their working experience raising children and waste is kind of an inflammatory word but you, you from the I mean I, I, the understand, I understand where you're coming from from right, the marketability yeah, yeah. point of view right right, right it, it, it's yes you don't gain any marketable experience while you're raising children right uh, in in what you do know right well in what most of unless you work at a daycare right? you might <laughs> right but, you know, for most careers, no. So if you're going to take that time off, you're going to lose critical experience that but, you're but getting not every But not every woman, not every woman, not every woman who, who gets shafted no. has done... I hear you. Yeah, I, hear I mean, you. and... I hear and you. I'm, I can't... The, the fact that it's pretty much across the board for women as opposed to only for women with less experience... Put another side. I don't care. Put a bed under. You got some boy George here. Whatever. Do whatever you want. I mean, it, the idea that that it's so pervasive that it doesn't matter how much experience you have is just based solely on gender. Did I you like know the colors. that Karma Chameleon was the video was set in Mississippi, eighteen seventy? I did not, but that's pretty cool. The fuck. I like the art direction. I think it actually works. Mm-hmm. I kind of dig it. I kind of really do. <laughs> it does work, but you wouldn't expect something no. like this from Karma Chameleon. Well, this is the this is where this is where a an idea. <clears throat> As opposed to just fucking a, 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 a kind of assemblage of various scenes works so much more. I mean, even if it doesn't make much sense, at least an idea conveys something. All right. Anyway. 1870 Mississippi, there was way too many black people in nice clothes. In nice clothes, yes. <laughs> okay, anyway, so back to the feminist discussion. Sure. So, I mean... The fact is that women are treated this way across the board, not simply because of their experience. Right. So while the experience argument has merit in and of itself, it doesn't have merit within the larger realm of women being discriminated solely because of their gender. Mm-hmm. And women being treated as objects sexually or simply as decoration for various types of art for example 
Uh, you've heard of the Bechdel test? Hmm? Have you heard of the Bechdel test? I have not. No. So there was a there's a feminist um, comic. Uh, I forget it. I forget her first name, but her name her last name is Bechdel, and she she made a comic once, like uh, ten or fifteen years ago, where she had somebody who was uh, saying she only went to movies that had these that th- that had these three characteristics. The first was oh, was, okay. I actually have heard of this yeah. because. I was watching uh, a YouTube parody, a thing about Star Wars, and they're talking about how it failed the back th- this the test, which test. I think you're yeah. getting into. Yeah. Right. So the first characteristic is that it has at least two named female characters. That's number one. Two named female characters. Number two is that at least two of these named female characters talk to one another. And number three is that they talk to one another about something other than a man. Now, on the surface, and in reality, it, it, I mean, it's not a way of judging movies, per se. It's not a way of judging something. Mm-hmm. But it is a way of measuring something, which is how women are used in general in entertainment. And you find so many of these movies, so many movies fail this test. It's not that every movie that failed, that, that, that passes this test or, is good, or that every movie that fails this test is bad. It's a low bar. It's, it's <clears throat> a very low bar, and so many movies fail to pass it. Why are men allowed to have conversations and stuff, but women aren't? Why is this so pervasive in the culture and in, in the art that we make? And it's it's much more evident in movies than it is in television. Television has to have a lot more ancillary characters and lasts for longer, so you have women talking to women about other things. But it's but when on a lot of movies that quote unquote pass the test do it in a, such a fleeting way that it's almost. It, it's it's laughable that oh they, these two characters had one line about oh nice weather we're having outside or something right mm-hmm. but but men can men are talking all the time about various different things not necessarily necessary to the plot women are just used as plot objects right. it it's it's kind of shocking how how pervasive that is and when you look into it. It says something about the culture. They can't see us dancing in our seats. No, they can't. So, what do you think? I I agree. I any deep insights? I don't think I have any. Right? It's. Do you remember? I was. I just started recently following. This is going to sound like a, a chauvinist comment, too. I think. Okay. Again, don't, first don't worry draft. About it. What? Again, first draft, yeah, right? Right. Right. Um, you remember Ginger Johnson from Saver? She's a, a beer person. I don't think she works for a brewery. Redhead, uh, short hair. I'm sure, you've met her. I probably have. I, 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 I just started following her on Twitter, and she's very feminist 
inner, you know, on Twitter, you know, and it's it's the only feminist, you know, I follow on Twitter. So it's, I mean, all I can say is it's an obvious different point of view from what right, yeah. I usually see, right? I don't have anything much deeper than that, right? I just yeah, I mean, I I will say this: I don't follow. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody. I don't follow a lot of women on on Twitter. There are some comedians that I follow. There's one or two very hot women that I follow. There's people like Julia Hertz that I follow. You know, beer girls, girls, beer girls, beer girls, women who are in the industry. But I'm I'm as guilty as anybody of this social thing, and it, it, there is something that turns me off about really strident feminism, even though I pretty much completely agree with it. So that is something that, in some way, kind of hurts a feminist movement because. It feels strident, even though it shouldn't. Even though logically it should. Logically, it's the right thing. Logically, yeah, I, I, I mean, can't. It maybe it's almost like I can see why they do it. Right? I mean, because we we agree with the, we agree. Everyone should be equal: white, black, woman, male, straight, gay. Right? There was right. a time not too long ago where we might not have been anti homo, but it's like. I'm sorry I used it. Anti. <laughs> yeah. It's first draft. First draft. But, you know, there was a time where, you know, you really didn't. weren't comfortable with seeing guys walking down the street holding hands. Right. Yeah. You know, and whatnot. So it's. I could see this whole. You know, the thing you mentioned is strident feminism is the scene. I will note that the speed at which we became comfortable with with homosexual reality is pretty remarkable. Yeah, I think you're right. I was talking to my mom about this. She she can't really palate. Mm-hmm. She likes Grey's Anatomy. She's hit that age, right? Well, she likes Grey's Anatomy. Okay. But she doesn't like when the two girls kiss. You know. Um, so the best I could do was, you know, try... You know, the way I try to... would I would try to explain this. The way I try to explain to my mom is equating it to race mixing. Yeah. that I, that's, that's the most analogous, I think, thing. I mean, whenever, whenever there's an argument against... Like gay marriage, you simply bring up interracial marriage. You say, "What's the difference?" And there really is nothing that they can say except, uh, "I guess that black and white people can have kids, and gay people can't." And like, well, why is that a limitation for marriage? I you think let, God said so. You I let mean. old people marry each other way past when they can have kids. You know, I mean, marriage confers a lot more. Than just something about kids, it has. No, and I told my mom, there's, you know, like I said, you know, it's okay if you don't want to watch it, 
but do you think there should be a law forbidding it? You know? Yeah. And there's a difference, right? There could be... I, I, I think I'm pretty comfortable with seeing gay, you know, PDA or something like that. Like, you know... PDA? Public display, display oh, of affection, okay, okay, you know? Yeah, yeah no, it, it, it took me time. It, it, yeah. I, I admit, it, it took me time to get used to that. But even if you don't get used to seeing two guys kissing on the street, right? Yeah. I could I can conceive of a person who thinks that I don't like seeing that, but should there be a law forbidding it? Saying I, yes is kind of it kind of grosses me out to see a man and a woman doing that on the street. So I mean, like if it's especially two girls, bring it on. No, I mean especially if it's really overt and kind of overdone. It's like come on. Get a fucking room. You know, I mean, that's the reason why the the phrase "get a room" was invented, right? You know, dude, it's, it's public. You know, get. You know, but but a peck on the cheek or a peck on the lips for some. I I can't say that that's mm-hmm. you know th- that bothers me in any way, really. I mean, if there's anything, it's just a slight twin from when I used to be. It used to really bother me. Now, after a long time of being, you know, it wasn't too to it, wasn't too long ago. I was somewhere. I don't. I was. I was in an urban area. I can't remember if it was Pittsburgh or if we were out somewhere. You know, and there's two guys walking down the street holding hands. It warranted a double take. But you know, that's it, right? I mean, well, it is. It it still is pretty rare. You know, it's 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 like seeing a, a little person, right? I mean, it's it's a rare thing, mm-hmm. so it draws your gaze. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily you being prejudice against them so much oh here's something seeing something out of the ordinary here's something you'll uh, it's curious so we were up in zillionople walking back from the park uh park near shubru and uh, walking down the street (laughs) i feel so bad about this fucking thing walking down the street and the telephone pole had this weird shape to it so i'm like looking up at the telephone pole and as i'm doing this there's this black guy walking down the street towards me, and it looked like I was avoiding him. Uh-huh. I feel so bad. Like, like I almost wanted to stop and say, "No, no, no, I'm not like stepping off of the sidewalk, you know, because I don't want, I don't trust you to walk beside me." I think you're being overly protective. No, but no, I'm like so. Once I realized this had happened, I'm like, "What do I do?" You know, I just, I don't know. You I don't just, do anything. You just yeah. go keep keep walking along. I mean, yeah, but this weird thing caught my attention. It turned out to be less interesting than I had thought when I was further away from it. And it, by the way, it, it made me look like a total racist. I mean, I I've noticed myself doing things that 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 I normally wouldn't do. Like if I saw the black guy walking down the street, I'm like, I am not going to you know look at that telephone pole because I don't want to be perceived as yeah, exactly. You, you kind of overcompensate. <laughs> yeah. I I remember. Right after 9-11 happened. And, uh, you know, I was still working downtown. And I was walking to, I forget where it was, but I passed some, I passed, I don't know, some, some uh, a black woman on the street who was waiting for a bus. And I kind of gave sort of a curt, like, kind of nod. Like, oh, you're with me on this. And I kind of afterwards was thinking, well, what the, what, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> I mean, what was I saying? Like, oh, you're cool because we're all Americans now, and it's okay that you're black. I mean, what was I? What the hell was I? Was I thinking? And and I also, 
sometimes find myself giving more deference to black people than I would the white people in certain situations. I think it's sort of an overcompensation. I mean, ideally, I would treat them the same, mm -hmm. but I overcompensate. And is that right or what the fuck is this? 1985. Oh God, seriously, really? All right, whatever. The fuck is this? This is the video intro to California Girls, David Lee Roth. The bizarre, the unexplainable. Looks like they're all hemp It's like a Twilight Zone type thing. I don't understand. Anyway, look, it's in 1080p. It is in 1080p. It must be on film. They. Is another dimension entirely. Yeah, it's definitely a Twilight One Zone rip. An imagination. Fasten your seatbelts. Right. I don't even like. This is distracting me from from the from the overall conversation, which is an important conversation to have, because I mean it is true that I that that I have a weird sort of deferential tendency towards towards black people that more than I would white people because I'm sort of making up for the fact or I. I mean, for some reason, I do that, even though logically it makes no sense, and because logically I want to say to myself, hey, I am I should treat these people just like I treat anybody else. Right. You know, their, their skin color should make no difference to me. But it still does, um, because I, partially because I think that, the, you know, society isn't equal, so... I have to, so in some way, I, I can do my part to compensate for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it, you know, even though everyone should treat them as equal, that's not the way it works. So, in some way, I'm doing my part to compensate for that. But then, it's almost like I'm taking up a burden of society, and as if I should feel proud of myself for doing it when I really shouldn't. So, it's 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 a it's a weird it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like that that moment where I stepped off the sidewalk and like kind of like pretended to pay extra attention to the uh -huh. not so important thing. Yeah. Like and then like after the moment had passed, I'm like, oh, that really looked like I was being racist. You know, it's like oh. I almost want to run down the street and say, no, no, dude, we're cool. You know, I, but I that's even worse, right? Well, I mean, well, that's it. Yeah. But you know, it's like. I caught that this thing was curious, and if there was no black guy walking down the street, I would have examined it. But it turned out to be nothing, so I'm ex like I'm. So it looks like I'm examining something that is nothing. You know what that's reminded me of? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a, well, it's it's a bird. Who the fuck cares? The bird. Well, that's it. It seemed fascinating at first. I got close. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this isn't fascinating. Oh. This appears like I'm avoiding. I'm like, I'm like, going out of my way to avoid a black guy. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it it sucks that. Okay, there there are two things to suck about it. One is that it could be interpreted that way. The second thing that sucks is that you are the most aware of yourself, and yeah. you're the most critical of yourself. So you're always going to notice your shit, the shit that uh, you do. Oh, I also figure that black people are pretty tuned into racist behavior. Th there's that too, right? I mean, if if you were constantly being shit upon, then you would probably be tuned into the kind of shit that you had to deal with, and be seeing like, fuck, there it is again. 
That's what I felt like. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I, I figured. Yeah. He, I figured he was hypersensitive, and you know, like, like, um, looking at the stupid telephone pole. Like, what the fuck is he doing? He's just pretending to avoid me. So I know? have this weird thing where, I, where I, I, I feel, I feel somehow first draft, right? Mm-hmm. I feel somehow better about holding the door for black people than for white people. I generally just try to give them, I don't know, <laughs> give them those yeah. people yeah, no, first draft. I mean, it, it, I, I try to treat people equally, but I sort of feel that there's this weird feeling that I get, like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm not whereas, being racist. Yeah, whereas I shouldn't be, I mean... I shouldn't be feeling that. I should be feeling this is a person. It doesn't I mean, matter what what color they are. I'm not sure how I feel. Like, I wonder if, uh, like, in my attempt not to appear racist, I kind of, you know, make eye contact with a black person, give them the, a bit of yeah. a nod. Yeah. And I wonder if the nod is interpreted as... I'm a as, cool white person. As, uh, yeah. I mean... There's another honky that, you know, is pretending he's not racist, you know? Yeah. Pretending not to see that I'm black, and he's, all that he sees is that I'm black. This, and and I I can't deny that that's exactly what we're doing. That there's there's a dimension of what of of how we behave that is very much tilted toward that. But in some sense, I have to question whether that is. A bad thing, ultimately, because shouldn't we shouldn't we be overcompensating for the negative things that have happened in society? I mean, like I've said before, you know somebody is racist when they say that they don't see that there's no more racism in society, right? That's when you can absolutely be sure that someone is, is a total racist. It's it's when they say, "Oh, there's no racism anymore." Are are you blind? Yeah. Are you being willfully obstinate? I mean, it, it's it's clear that there are still these divisions in society. So, so I kind of think that it's like, well, compensating is very much the least I can do. This is the top forty songs of '85. Okay. We belong. I remember this song. Thirty-eight, Miss Glory Days, and a couple others here. Okay. So I don't remember this song. Cry for you by Madonna. Crazy for you. I think it's crazy for you, not cry for you. Someone got the bottom third wrong on this. All right. Well. Oh yeah. Well, Back to the Future. This is the same. No, this is not the Ghostbusters song. Sorry. Till Tuesday, voices carry. I'm not sure I know this one. Huh. Oh yeah, how could I forget this one? Debarge. Ever when Latin music just started to sort of like kick in, this is it. See this. They're using eighth notes. 
Nikita, Elton John. Not one of his hits. No. Well, I mean, it's still a big song. I don't know this one. I know him so well. Barbara Dickinson and Elaine Page. Wow. That's very 80s. I don't know this song either. Howard Jones sings to only get better. That's, uh... Look at his hair, though. Jesus. It's 85, man. It is 85. I want to kill you all the same. Phil, Phil Collins. You suck. Oh, oh, yeah. One Night in Bangkok by Mary Head. One Hit Hunt Wonder, I believe. Kind of sounds like the Toto, Africa by Toto, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sade. Smooth operator. This was used for a commercial for like some deodorant, right? I don't know. I just hate this song. These open wings! Mr. Mister. God, what a terrible song. Known in every Sweet 16 has that song, right? Oh, this we yeah, we did this one. We're gonna hear a bunch of these again. Cool in the gang with cherish. I would ever think cool in the gang for them, I think of cigarettes. I mean, cools, right? I mean, <laughs> wrong kind of cool. Yeah. Almost like Rick Astley. La, la, la. These are the things. This is gonna be a record potion. I'm <laughs> rolling it. Talking to you. Come on. We're already at hour 46. Oh, what a great song. Jesus, this is a great song. Delivery. We gotta move these refrigerators. We gotta move these color TV. Wow. <laughs> God, those bangs! Look at they spelled fight. Look at fifth, fifteen. No one proofread the bottom no. of the words. Oh. 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 oh, the heat is on. Yeah, this looks like forty-eight hours, right? Yeah. yeah. Tell me, can you feel it? I feel the heat. Ugh, Ryan Adams. Gross. Gross. Ryan Adams. Alright, what's next? I don't know this song at all. Nor do I. It's supposed to be number 20. Maria Magdalena by Sandra. Sandra. What the fuck is that? Never heard it before. Ah! We are the, the children. children. We should have just done this earlier. We been. are the <laughs> Much less painful potion. There's a choice. 
Oh God! What a what a panty dropper song this one is, huh? This is another Karsik song for me. Mm. Listen to that the, the sound of that the sound change the sound <laughs> quality seriously is Lover Boy from Billy Ocean. We're like lost stereo completely. All right, now we're back. Oh yeah, forget about me. Don't, 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 don't you? We're almost done here. Yeah. All right, we're on number fifteen. Fucking Phil Collins. Jesus Christ. I wanna punch you, Phil Collins. Your songs repeat themselves over there. Okay. Really? The boys of Sammer. Bottom third. <laughs> the boys of Sammer. <laughs> Material girl. This is a little bit different than the Billboard ranking. Yeah, but... no, I mean this is this this was a song that that kind of started a whole type of genre. So I, I couldn't dig it for what it did. It's not a great song, but it started the whole kind of. Did, 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 did. I don't know this song at all. Every time you go away by Paul Young. Oh yeah, I know this. <laughs> Say me. Fucking Lionel Richie. My Judging name me. is Lionel. Judging me, you bitch. Lionel Richie. <laughs> you know why he was judging us? Because we're white. Yeah, I mean we deserve it. Ah, oh, that's Tears for Fears. This is a great song. Come on. Yeah, it's a good one. I like this one. Everybody wants to rule the world. Look, there's a whole bunch of these. Post show fodder for that did look like Whitney. He's saving, and I'm saving all my love. Ah, oh, yeah. That's a good song. Yeah, it is a good song. Really sketchy. Uh, yeah. This will be the third time we talked about it this post show. I mean, it's a great song. It deserves to be talked about. I want to know what love is from Farmer. It's when you stick your dick in a pussy. Or come all over Jennifer Lawrence's face. I don't know if that's love. <laughs> Wake, Wake me, me up before you go-go from wham. Whoa, really? Yeah, I'm okay. Sure which, uh, we built this city. Fifth best song of 85. Wow. According to the guy, I can't prove for bottom yes, thirds. Yeah, right. It's about summer with a... Sammer. Sammer. Part-time lover from Stevie Wonder. Eh, no. No, this guy's... This guy's opinions are pretty shitty. Or women. It could be a woman. More fucking <laughs> Phil Collins. I... I... 
I, oh my god, please stop. <laughs> this should be the last one. There's uh, only two more songs. What the what hell? What the fuck is this? The Power of Love by it's Jennifer Rush? number two song of 85 is... Seriously? Some Cher-looking wannabe? What the fuck is this? What the hell? Is this Whisper from Wham? George Michael? No! Oh my god, who is this person? <laughs> But look, again, it's made a top 10, 40 list for like every okay, year. That does have a very iconic sax part. I mean, that. Look, is... We can revisit every year. Well, other pro shows. I know. I know. Other pro shows. Look at this. I know. If you guys liked a two hour pro show, <laughs> there's more coming. You you realize don't do, worry. You realize we do this just for us, right? Yeah, we we realize we opened a black hole, and, <laughs> and we're destroying the universe. And if if okay, well now now's the time where we have to make a code word. Okay, <laughs> uh, the code word is. PBH PBH it's the sound that Jeff just made <laughs> PBH PBH that's the code word uh tell us that you you listen to all this nonsense and uh if nothing else we will give you our undying gratitude and, and uh, a who... lot of apologies <laughs> a lot of apologies like like at least three apologies and which was the best song and who sang it yeah yeah T- tell us which was the best song of 85 and who sang it and if we agree with you we'll include it. additional I was, apologies i was talking about which one of us covered it but <laughs> who had the best cover of an 85 song you or me oh you me. easy I'm i mean sure. come on i don't know my my falsetto is pretty rocking your falsetto is better than your regular voice. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> I have no delusions about that. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been fun. Uh, it's been a time. It's now one fifteen in the morning, and we're going... Well, Jeff's going to bed. I'm going to drive home. Thank I got you. to uh, coach soccer at like 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, you're all ready. Yep. All right. Talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening. Remember, PBH, PBH. Well, no, 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 wait, wait. I need to give some more time so the people don't go, go to the end. Uh, um, uh, 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 ball sacks. Uh, uh, hair. And uh, the code word, this is not the code word, but the code word. The fake code the word. The fake code word is uh, um, uh, guitar. The code word is guitar. It's not the real color. It's not. But it could be. And that goes about 40 seconds in before it starts. Or more. Or more. One thirty. Very, very appropriate, actually. It's a great song. 
kind of got folkiness to it, but it has you know heart to it. It has a kind of a thing that crosses boundaries. Mm-hmm. I dig it. All right, just stop recording. I like this song. All right, thank you, everybody. Really.